Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is Altai here with episode 59, and I am joined this week by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. And uh, we are missing our fifth once again. Uh, she, ha- I think she's taking she's taking delivery of a DDR dance machine, and it's apparently an ordeal. So that's I all we're missing. We're missing something else. So we're voting her off the island. We're missing my cam. Sad we are missing all this cam. We're having technical difficulties, so today I am in my true form, Space Invader. Nobody misses the other one. Sand whoa, whoa, whoa! Shots fired. Salvo's <laughs> launched. Well. As always, uh, we should start with the weekly raid, and I'm going to toss that to you, Gumble. Toss it to me. My favorite, my favorite part of the podcast that we do it right away. So, this week, uh, it's been in the news, if you pay attention, or maybe you're a hater on our MMORPG, so you missed that, but Wildstar recently made a bunch of, you could say, quality of life changes to their characters. Really, it just affects how players can interact with their own characters. And part of the update is you can now purchase an item or however it's done to max out your level. So you get 1 to 50, just pay a little bit of money and your max level. Now in the past, I hated that idea. I used to slash spit all over anyone slash spit. who would even suggest doing such a thing. And now lately I'm starting to think, well, when I played Wildstar, and this doesn't just apply to Wildstar, this is in general because a ton of games now, including World of Warcraft, allow you to purchase your way to the mm-hmm. top. So... I'm curious if anyone would buy a max level character boost. And for me, personally, I'm inclined to say yes right now, and I'm surprised at myself for saying it. But when I played Wildstar, we did the dungeon. If you watch Sunday Funday or whatnot, I loved playing, doing the dungeon run. It was a ton of fun. But then once I got back to grinding and questing, I it felt too familiar, and I, I didn't want to do it. So I thought, well, if it's a reasonable price, maybe I'll buy max level just so I can run through all the dungeons. Now, there's some issues with that. It, does it circumvent the purpose of an MMORPG? I mean, the orthodox notion is you put in the grind, so you earn max level. And, and along the way, you learn your character, you learn the skills, you immerse yourself in the world. Or is it okay to go ahead and buy max level and, you know, kind of push yourself through the content? You know, where does everyone stand on that? I, I think it's a pretty controversial topic, I'm sure. I, you can't do it. I say no way. No way. It defeats the purpose of, like, look. Getting to max level is like a rite of passage, right? It kind of right, like says right. you went through the grind. And sometimes the grind is, you know, as you discussed in the Aeon uh, Sunday Funday, it is a whole new nose thing sometimes, but it's a rite of passage, and you kind of have to learn your class through that. So imagine, like, if somebody paid their way to max level in a game, and you're using your party for a dungeon, right? Like, you don't want this scrub in your party. He bought his way to max level. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. It's like having a console player on your team in Final Fantasy XIV. You don't want this peasant on your team. Well, the thing is, keep in mind, is you're assuming that he'll suck. It's possible you could buy max level, learn your class. But you know what? The problem with buying max level is that will happen. You will find scrubs that buy their way to the top. Um, I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, like I, honestly, I enjoy loving MMORPGs. That, maybe that's just me. I, I enjoy the progress. I get past level 30. Hey, I'm level 40. I'm, I, I just started playing Blade of Soul relatively recently, level 42, and I'm enjoying that's it. Usually. I mean, right, you can't level in every MMORPG. Here's the issue. The whole level buying thing is the lazy way out for the developers. See, the problem... Uh, and also, no game really does this at the beginning. They do it many years later when there's expansions and patches with new content. Mm-hmm. The old content is kind of neglected, irrelevant, outdated. So instead of either asking that content, 
re, you know, renovating that content, somehow trimming it, updating it, then you just want to rush you through it, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's just a laziness on the part of the developer. It's a, it's a band-aid. I'm not going to fault people who do it, especially in older games. But uh, I would prefer developers either axe their early game content entirely, shrink the zones, cut the quest, whatever. Somehow speed people through it rather than just, you know, you buy your way to the top or the current stuff. If, if you're going to go that route, and it's clearly, as Altai said, it's a band-aid to a problem of having all this old content and it gets kind of, like, neglected and the pacing has changed so the content becomes irrelevant, right? If you're going to go, if you're going to go that route of selling... Or having the max level boosts, allow players to just start at max level if, if that's what you're, you, know, you want to do. Like give that, make that an option. But by selling it, I feel like it's kind of insulting the players. You're right. basically telling everyone like, listen, we made you go through like all this grind to earn your place in the like, max level, but now we're just letting everyone else pay for it. And I, I think slapping the face of players. That's all wrong. Like mm-hmm. with Wildstar specifically, they've been working to make it more accessible than ever. What's more accessible than being able to skip all the boring crap and go straight to it? But why is it boring crap? Why is there boring crap, though? Well, why is it boring? That's my question. Because, well, some people don't have time, you know? Other people don't enjoy that part. Like, other people have played dozens of MMOs, and they just want to get straight to their rating. Okay, but... I mean, I think you're looking at this the wrong way. I think it's just there as a convenience for people that don't have the time. It's I mean, that's like saying people in Witcher don't have time to, like, do the side quests or whatever. They do. Okay, it. Make but, it interesting. But here's the thing. It's optional. Right, but you still have to progress. I can't in The Witcher, for example, or any RPG. No, I'm I saying can't, this I can't get that late game thing stuff. is optional. Right, everyone okay. gets what they want out of it. What's wrong with that? But no, I, I don't think not... I don't think anyone's enjoying the low-level game content in an outdated MMO. Right, no one's really enjoying it. You're enduring it. Nobody really enjoys low-level content in any MMO because, like, well, that's not fair. Blacksmith was asking, like. What about a skill-based leveling system? I know for pers- personally, I don't enjoy skill-based leveling. Really? Because I spend a lot of time sitting there doing a bunch of activities that I don't really want to do to get up a certain crafting thing or a gathering thing. And I'm just sitting there like, why do I have to sit here and gather this much shit to get to the level that I need to get to to be able to gather this one resource that I need like only 10 of? But there's a certain amount of, little bit of satisfaction when you do that. Like when you grind your profession, no. you gather the stuff. You know, you get – but. If you've if you've been living in a world of instant gratification, and most I'm not saying living in a world of instant gratification. I'm just saying the low levels always suck. It's but, not what but, you want to do. But you're going from from low level, level one, to max level. Why not maybe buy a boost like maybe mid level? Here's a here's a counter for you, Matt. Though. With the low level content being always bad, imagine a game like Star Wars, which is story driven. You really don't want to skip that, you know, quality story part. Actually, you kind of do. The game. They want everybody to skip right through it and go straight to Knights of the Old or Knights of the Fallen Empire. That's a shame, then, because they spend a lot of money on that voice acting, that storytelling. Um, so it'd be a shame to get rid of that, especially the way they do it. We're just kind of well. At least Star Wars not selling levels yet. I don't think. I, I'm offended by games that do that. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm offended. I'm not offended. You're I'm offended go- that people get options. No, I'm offended that they're making it. A- they're paid to skip all this content. It's like That's a max level. Prerogative. I, of course, they could also. Other pay people to win. paid people to bought their way through the content. I mean, it's always existed. This is just legitimate. Right. You used to be able to buy a China, and I don't. I guess I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's derogatory. But you used to be able to pay someone to play your character for you. I, I could level. swear. I could swear. I, I'm not. Firing shots here or anything, but I could swear when I went back through the web archive that MMO huts used to be a place you could bot your way through shit. What do you mean? What? 
There was something on MMO huts from like ages ago, either like paying to bot your way through shit or something like that. No, that brings a discussion. Some games, some Chinese games, have built-in bots in them, and that's that's fine because you're on equal footing with everybody else. If you're gonna have like some oh, convenient stuff in it, that's fine. But also, the whole point of selling it is, is I feel offensive. They're selling these boosts. If you want to give players the option of skipping that content, which I, I disagree with, but if you want to give them the option, do what like Four Story does. Let's just skip the max level or like very no, high that's, level. That's right fair. Character creation. But that's by fair. selling it, it's it's. It's insulting to the people that got there on their own. And this is also insulting, but less insulting, because then they have that option as well. Okay, so for you, the main thing is the sale part. If everyone starts the transaction. But yeah. I'm still against it regardless, but if you're going to okay. have that system in there, make it for free. Because it just seems kind of sleazy. The and guy wanna... who got the max level doesn't want the people to get there by like that. Hmm. Uh, people are going to get there like that anyways. They make the max level easier to get to over time, shit like that. I mean, it's just a different way of doing it. And I think the selling it part is a completely invalid excuse because if they're not paying to do it, then, oh, these people can just jump up here when I work through it. It's even more insulting. But by your logic, too, like, oh, you could just pay somebody else to grind your character, right? I know somebody mentioned that, but, like, using that logic that opens Pandora's box to, like, oh, why not sell the most powerful weapons in the game to the cash up, too? Well, you could just pay someone to get you there anyway. I don't think – I think you're – I think that's unfair because – I do think the discussion is isolated to purely leveling. I, w- I would take offense to someone. See, to me, I don't consider max level a win state. I-, I think in most games it's not. I mean, anyone can hit max level in a game. It's just about putting in the time, right? Yeah. So to me, I actually I do have to agree with you. It is kind of offensive to sell it, but I, I think there should be an option for people who uh, perhaps they want to experience it. Like, okay, so a lot of games now... Maybe not now, but there are a lot of games where I like a certain aspect of gameplay, but I don't like a lot of the other stuff I have to do, the baggage I have to go through to get to that, right? Whether it's because it's repetitive or I've done it before. Like, let's say there's a game that has amazing crafting, but I have to put in 30 hours to max level to get to the content I want to enjoy. And let's say there's an option for me to get there. I don't really see an issue with me checking, maybe not paying, but checking off to get to that next level. I think, I think we're going to go take a lesson from the past. A game called mm-hmm. Dark Age of Camelot had a system called Slash Level. If you had a level max level character in Dark Age of Camelot, I'm not sure if it was max, it might be like very, a high, very high level character. You can make a new character in alt and just have Slash Level, and they get you like level 20 automatically. So it skips that's, all that that's not really bad. boring yeah. stuff. I like that so too. It's a maybe, maybe there's that different rewards. tiers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You On can that... have a situation of skipping the boring content without going all out Take this, you know? Right. On that note, uh, Vindictus is doing the same thing now. It's uh, If you have a level 75, you can make an alt and start at that level now. So it's for people who don't want to regrind, which is, like you said, a better deal than, yes. than, than no grind. Like never, yeah, never experiencing it. We didn't bring that up enough is that I think something like this should be in place for people who want to make alts. And not – especially if the grind is the same exact content because say you specialize in one mm-hmm. – area and you want to have an alt like remember final i mean final fantasy did it nice all the classes were together but say you want to make an alt and um you have to go through all that same content again just to get this all you got a lot of time you give up but if you've already put up with it once i think you should allow someone easy access free access to, okay. to get i mean how do you think most people feel on this issue i feel like developers are okay with it because they want to make money on it but i feel like most people would be against it yeah, yeah most, i agree yeah most yeah. people are against it i, I, I think most uh, people just Need to chill and let people enjoy games the way they want to. But, but using that logic, if you want, what if I enjoy my game by paying to win? Who are you to tell me I can't enjoy my game? The developer wants to sell me something. Then I want to buy it. It's a win-win. For you. Huh? Then games exist for you. 
True. Yeah, but I want to pay to win in the game you but play. I, think, you know? I, I, I want to pay to win against you. You're taking it too far, though, because I, I an, an entirely different conversation would be, is buying a max level character boost pay to win? And I would wholeheartedly say no. I would say no. But, uh, I mean, that's the thing. I would say it's a form of pay to win. Uh, I it's think not. it's... But it's not as bad as other things. I mean, if, uh, if max level... If max level is a win state, and at max level all avenues I've accomplished, you know, the major avenue of gameplay, which I I can't really think of an MMORPG where that exists. I mean, most games, most games, the old saying is the real game doesn't start till max level, right? So you hit max <laughs> level, and now you have an even greater grind to actually achieve that win state. If that's you know, if we can even say there is one, uh, I I I mean, buying gear is a totally different okay. conversation. Yeah. I mean. We, we can go down the rabbit hole of what's pay to win and yeah. what's not pay to win again. Yeah, we, don't we, don't go there. We, don't, we don't want to go there again. But no, 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 no. I, I just find it whole, wholeheartedly offensive for them to sell, for companies to sell Max. Find other ways to monetize, and there's nothing wrong with monetization. Companies I think you're have to make money. Offended. Okay, one last, no, point on this. one last point on this. I think this whole ordeal shows the limitations of level-based progression, right? I agree, yeah. Like, imagine instead, like, if, if I want to go to, like, the, the meadow zone or, like, the ice zone... Instead of having to worry about levels, they just look different. The monsters act different, but they're not necessarily weaker or stronger. I think that would just kind of get rid of this whole. And that way, people can play, can play the game the way they want, like Matt was saying. Like you wouldn't have to do one thing or another, but it would all be accessible from the beginning, and it's just based on your own skill, like as a player. I feel like uh, this whole discussion encapsulates the problem that people seem to only want to pay for cosmetics and nothing else. And you guys are like, find different ways to monetize. Well, they did. And you're not okay with that? Oh, I am not okay with this one. I'm okay. Oh, look, obviously, again, there are degrees, and I'm okay with conven- uh, te- teleport, teleport, uh, making teleporting more convenient, maybe uh, more uh, XP rate increased. Again, these are all degrees. You give a higher XP rate. I'm okay with that. And it's not just cosmetics. I think they do have to make money, and I think we can all respect that because if the developers aren't making money, the games won't exist. Before we move on, I do want to echo what Erhan's been saying. I think if this kind of thing, we don't have numbers on how many people buy character boosts, maybe one day we will, but if it is something that's popular, uh, I think it does show that there's a there's an issue with the orthodox, par- like the paradigm of how we level, you know, yeah. the traditional questing, grinding, mm-hmm. next area, next area, next area, they get progressively harder, and I think that, you know, maybe... From a design standpoint, in the future, we'll see things that totally nix it. And there are some games in development that are trying to get around mm-hmm. that. So, I, I did just want to say, experience and levels, right? We're always like an ad hoc way to display, like to, to, to indicate that the player is learning and growing, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be this way. Like it doesn't have. We don't need numbers getting bigger to show that. Uh, for from yeah, now till forever, right? The limitations that were around when that system was in place, you know, will change. You know, things get better. So we don't we don't have to pigeonhole our development in this kind of design you know principle in this whole level kind of mm-hmm. system experience point. So hopefully this will uh, hopefully somebody I, will I shake things up. Another, I think one way or another we're gonna need some numbers though to show progression whether it's levels experience or skills. Well, you know, because skills ribbons. have to go up too. Blue ribbons. Anyway, uh, if anyone has a strong opinion, uh, feel free to leave a comment. We do read all the comments. We've already got one here. I'm sure many people will, and I'm sure people will disagree with what I wrote. So and maybe this will segue into uh, what we've been playing or whatnot. What we've been playing, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, one quick question about that. So, Omar, you were saying, uh, imagine you and I play PvP and Blade and Soul today, okay? Okay. I played a little, level 10, whatever I got to. Yeah. Uh, you played a lot more since then. 
Imagine we did PvP where there's no levels, no equipment, right? Would you yeah. be able to tell right away that I, I'm not an experienced player? Yes. Without levels. Without, right? There you go. Yes. But I'd be able to tell you're, you're an experienced because I'd be fighting you. Right. But the mobs but, could also get more complicated. Not, not, not necessarily harder, but more complicated. Not, not necessarily more HP, but just more get better at dodging, better at using their skills as the game progresses. But it's not about you meeting that challenge. It's also about, again, like it was, I, my argument was it was a rite of passage. Like it was a process we all went through, everyone went through to get there. And seeing somebody like pay to skip it, it's like... No, no, I agree with that. But say, in this ideal MMO, hypothetical MMO I'm talking about, okay. there wouldn't be levels, so you wouldn't need to pay to jump through Okay, it. okay, yeah, I see, yeah. I see. Where yeah. even if you pay, whatever you pay, if you get trapped in the high level, the hard zone, you just get killed by the mobs. Because, yeah, not because be you're stronger or weaker, but because you don't know how to play yet. Yeah. You that, guys would, you, I, I, I am, you guys say this sounds nice now, but I guarantee you every single one of you would go, I'm not watching myself progress. I don't have a number ticking Maybe. up. I don't you're like right. it. You could definitely Maybe. be right. No, no, I think, I think you do need some kind of number. I mean, it's just the way, like, I, I can't imagine a system where you're getting stronger by just, just learning the mechanics. So there'll be some indicator of progression besides just that. There doesn't even have like, to be. The carrot. Then, but, we're all on a treadmill. We, know, we need the carrot on a stick. Just chase it. Maybe that's why, that, that's why that gameplay way. is the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. But then I don't think, I don't think you'd, it'd be... A, I can't imagine like an MMORPG without skills One day, or level. maybe. Just one day. I can't imagine right. Tell us, about, tell us a little bit about uh, Blade and Soul, and then we can talk about a little about what else we've been playing. All right. Well, I, I've still been playing a little bit of Blade and Soul. Uh, it's a game that I played a little bit when it first came out, but then I played with Shu, went on EU server. I changed servers like three times, never actually got to play beyond like the early experience. Level 42 right now, having a lot of fun. I uh, just farmed my really pretty blue lichen cosmetics. They're pretty easy to get, but they look super kawaii in my character. Uh, I'm still having a lot of fun. Did a little bit of PvP, and uh, I did pretty well in PvP, so I'm enjoying myself a lot. That's what I've been up to this week. Rocking that boob and soul. Boob and soul. I believe, Matt and Aaron, you guys have been playing Riders of Icarus. You guys are in the early... Riders of Icarus. Uh, Are you guys riding Icarus yet, or what? We are. Uh, We both had a chance to stream it, and uh, honestly, the the feedback we got and the interest we got from people watching the stream was really surprising to me. I I think everyone is still so hungry for that next MMORPG. So many people are like, wow, this looks interesting. I really want to play MMORPG. Should I play this? I want to buy this. Should I wait? Should I buy? Uh, I got a lot of that. How about you, Matt? Uh, Yeah, I got a lot of that. Um, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it because of all the, like, flying around and everything. I'm really liking the aerial combat, especially in the new zone, Sea Hakanis, that I finally got to. I'm really liking it. Like, having to actually sit there and position myself in the air so that things don't, like, fly into me, have to deal with things on the ground, too. There's these places with cannons and stuff. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not as big into collecting things as Kat has been. Like, she's been collecting basically everything. But, um, I'm that having That seems fun. like the appeal, the collecting thing. Like, that seems like the really, I, mean, I guess, that like, seems like the feature in Riders of Icarus. Except you're going to be releasing most of them. You, you don't have a Pokebank as large as Pokemon. Uh, the, I mean, the, like, most of them are worthless anyways. No, no, there's, there's another reason to catch them. You have to use them to, like, you have to eat them to, like, get your talents, right? Really? You have to eat the animals that you capture? Uh, I, I, I exaggerate. You tur- you, Whoa, you, wait, you're like, eating the Pokemon? No, no, you seal them. You, you turn them into, like, okay, a scroll. Okay. But, and then but here's the, the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. You still don't want to use the common ones. You want to use the elite and heroic ones because they give you better stats. Really? Yeah. Wait, I'm talking about for the talent tree, not the talent like orbs. You mean the seals? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you want to use the elite oh, and heroic ones. I see, ones. I see. Okay. Yeah, so there's no point to catch them. Just to do dookie Okay, ones. there's one reason to catch the common ones. What's that? There is a mount at the end of each collection that... Or... Or a... I think one of them is a saddle instead of a mount. But there's there's an item or something at the end of each collection. If you collect every one of them, you get that. Hmm. Uh, besides that... Like so... that baby dragon. Hold on. All Let right. me go get that. Sure. Well, you can find that. Uh, so far, I'm at level 23, I believe. Max level 25. Uh, the game should be coming out tomorrow, right? For open beta? Yes. Yep, tomorrow. Yep. So, again, I, I want to mention the, the level cap is 25 at launch, which is a bit ridiculous. I think... Anyone that plays the game pretty seriously can get the max level in a couple days, no, definitely less than a week. So it, it seems odd that they launched it with a level cap of 25. Luckily, they will be pushing out content to go to 35 uh, by the end of the month, or so they said. It's, it's actually been working for me, because the thing about this game is, uh, even more so than Blade and Soul, the leveling is a challenge. Um, I know you, Omar, you said there's like optional mini-bosses in Blade and Soul, which are challenging. But you know my grind to like 20 and but so you know brain dead. I just my one button one shots everything my level. Um, mm-hmm. In Icarus, I've died if I overpull. I've had to strafe, which is another point I want to talk about. So the grind has not been you know face roll. It's actually been that's good. That's it's been good. a little bit of a challenge sometimes for the wrong reasons. And Matt, I want to get your opinion on this. So this game is a blend of action combat, uh, very minimally, and tap targeting. I kind of wish they went with one or the other because. I can dodge projectiles of my wizard by actually moving, right? But what ends up happening is, while I'm casting and playing, I just see, I just find myself going left, right, left, 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 right, 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 left, 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 right, right, right. And it's not really adding anything, right? It's just, it's just a chore, like to hold those two buttons back and forth. And if I don't do it, I get like two shotted. So, and, and same for flying combat, like I'm just circling the mob with my crossbow, um, mm. and it's never, it's not hitting me once. But if I just want to stop and rotate my skills, uh, I just get like three shotted as a wizard. So I'm just forced. Have you been tempering? Uh, no. But you need to temper. That's the reason you're getting your ass kicked. But I'm, but here's the thing. Against rage mobs, I cannot get hit at all if I just go in a circle, right? Have you have you noticed that or not? So the so the counterplay yeah, against I rage like mobs that. just doing that. But that's not really counterplay. It just seems pretty simple. Like it is simple, but it's so simple to the point of being pointless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I I'd rather get straight hits, something. you know, like tap targeting style, or make the whole thing action where I, I can dodge every attack, including melee. If I play good. I think that's a matter of opinion. And a lot okay. of them where you can't... No, on Blade and Soul, I found that I couldn't dodge basic melee attacks. Basic melee attacks were, like, impossible. Mm-hmm. They had to be charged up. So it's basically still that got that tab targeting kind of trading blows thing, unless it's got, like, actual skills. Like, bosses, most of their attacks are skills. But, like, the little ones, their basic attacks, there was basically, like, no way to dodge. You can block basic attacks with abilities, like, your, with your block ability. You could block them, but you yeah. can't dodge them, like he's saying. But still, I don't know. I guess, what, do you, what do you think of the combat, Matt? Uh, that was my spiel. I, I've been having fun with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was there's a bigger problem than what you're going on about. Um, okay, so a lot of the solo bosses, right? If you don't temper and you don't keep up with your gear, they're basically impossible when you're at that level. And mm-hmm. I'm a priest... So having to do it solo is, like, super difficult because I'm a healer, and I don't have a lot of DPS, and I don't have a lot of health. I'm meant to stay in the back and heal people. So basically what happens is I either run around in circles and spam the heal key and then get off, like, one or two attacks at a time and then spam the heal key again, or I die. Mm -hmm. Like, 
if I don't temper enough, I'm just straight up dead. So there's this one boss that is not very interesting at all. It's Reyna. You remember Reyna? Reyna's not very interesting. She just basic attacks you to death. Like, doesn't have a second form or anything. Just basic attacks you the whole time. And it's a fucking boss. And it's so boring. Well, I had to do it for 15 minutes straight. And people watched me on stream as I ran in circles, healed myself, ran in circles, healed myself. That doesn't hit sound once or fun, twice. No, but that's the issue is not the combat. The issue is the fact that the Bob was not well designed at all. It, the, the boss was terrible. I mean, that's the problem. It's it has no like special abilities or anything. It's just basic attacks. So here's a question then: As a priest, um, do you bother asking someone nearby to party and do it? Because I don't think everything should be solvable by every class at all levels in, in MMRP. No, not everything. I'm talking about the solo dungeons. Oh, the solo dungeons. Solo, solo story instances. I see what you're talking the about. The solo story instances. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That boss is terrible. I'm trying to remember which one that was. Do you know where where he was? Reyna was in um, the capital. Remember in the garden? Oh. Okay, I guess I was a DPS class, so I didn't have as much difficulty. But I can see what you mean now. What, what I like about the combat in Blade of Soul, which is full action, is that you can literally block everything. If you play correctly, you won't get hit once. Even on boss fights. Like, not even once. You can dodge everything, block everything. But of course, I don't play perfectly, because I don't have enough experience yet, so I get hit all the time. But, you know, it's cool that you can outplay. Cause, is there room to outplay like bosses or just enemies? Like, is, is it flexible like that? Or, or, or will, you, will you hit like a block where like, okay, you're not geared up, you can't do this. It's impossible to beat this with your current gear. It's impossible. It's oh. impossible, but I've been telling people it's not It's not Blade and Soul. I mean, I know you're hooked on Blade and Soul right now, but it's not yeah. Blade and Soul. It is a tab-targeting game that has a mode that is um, kind of action-y, but it's still tab-targeting. It's a tab-targeting thing that can be used in an action way. Yeah. It is all tab-targeting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's 100% yeah. tab-targeting, yeah, yeah. and I've been trying to be, tell people that whenever they ask. That's fair, because as soon as you say action, I feel like the conversation goes somewhere else. If you look at a tab, then you're not going to complain about it. It's only when you look at it from the, the hybrid or action view that you... And, and it's not it. really a hybrid. It's just they change the way it's controlled. That's mm -hmm. literally it. And I do have another complaint about Icarus. Um, for a game that is new, right? It's 2015 in Korea, I believe it came out. Uh, it's built on CryEngine, I guess one of the later builds. I felt the UI was very primitive looking and feeling for such a modern game. Uh, and it gave me a few issues. It's like Black Desert. It, the basic UI, not the menus or anything, but the basic UI that you look at 90% of the time is ugly. It is yeah. so ugly. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they took, like, okay, I don't know if you guys have actually looked at the interface for, like, Fantasy Westward Journey or anything from that era, it's but it's kind of like, it's kind of like that, almost instant messenger kind of like UI and except for at the top it's got those stupid just bars colored bars with yeah. no numbers on them <laughs> and a little like black window that contains your name the only difference is in black desert they had your name your level in the corner right in this ugly like little grayish box and everything else just free floated like free floated and it, it's so ugly it is terrible and it's not just the looks. Like uh, a lot of like uh, simple things, like the, the chat box sucks. Uh, you can't like right click ignore people like from the chat box. I can't box. click on the chat box. Yeah. You have to pull it up with Enter. Like you have to. Yeah. That's right. So old school. Yeah. Okay, it, I have a question. It's a very bad UI. Okay. Sure. I have a question about Zikers. Are there spam bots trying to sell you gold? Constantly. It's yes. full. How <laughs> does that happen? How can yeah, like? 
And it's twenty five oh. bucks. It's twenty five dollars for the early access, right? And it's still full of bots. You know what that tells me? Um, they could pay some guy minimum wage, and his only job is to ban these guys, so they gotta buy new ban accounts. Bot. He would ban. He'd make at least like a thousand dollars an hour for Nixon, right? Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's it's insane. Black Desert have the same problem. Uh, Tree of Saber had the same problem. And Icarus is the same problem now, too. These okay. are games that cost money in the early access phase where, well, Black Desert costs money all the time, and they can't deal with, with spammers. Hmm. Like, if there was so, a trial system, I can get it. You know, They keep making free trial accounts. But in a system where they have to pay every single time, this is such an easy solution. Pay someone to ban them all. So here's, my, here's my, I've said it before, but these, these MMO studios today, compared to like whether it's Blizzard or uh, like Clash of Clans, they got, they're the D team. And, and this is proof they're the D team. If they can't figure this out, uh, they're either incompetent or just stupid or both. I don't know. Oh, no. uh, on that note, but even WoW gets bots. But WoW has been dealing with bots for a long time that they've gotten a little bit better at it. You mm-hmm. still get you get bot spam in WoW in your mailbox all the time. But it's not but it's not so brazen usually that they're right. just uh, yeah, exactly. The, That's more hidden chat. too, right? They can they can yes. spam like a million at once and then get banned. You know they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a constant spam. I love gold spam. You yeah, you know why I like gold spam. Gold spam is like bacteria in the stomach. It shows you're healthy. <laughs> it's like it's like gold spam is like pond scum. It means that there's life lurking underneath. So that's when true. I see lots of gold spam, I know the game is successful and that there's a, a thriving player base. Because otherwise, the gold spammers would go somewhere else. That is an that's interesting. True. Yeah, that is a nice point of view. I actually wrote an editorial on it, and I think people focused on the fact that I said that developers should probably sell gold themselves if they want to circumvent it completely. Because I think you're never going to get rid of them completely no. in a successful Here's game. Here's a solution. Here's a solution. Other games have done it. And yeah, you pay I, someone, right? No, you, well, you can do the, like, wow, you can, you can, you can trade, you know, in-game subscription. Like, you, basically, you're buying gold from other players in-game. You create a marketplace that allows that kind of exchange. Uh, right. Blade of Soul does it. Eve does it. And I think it's, a, it's the best way to prevent people from buying gold from these third-party sites and to buy it from their own players and they just kind of moderate and take a commission. And... That's the way to do it, I think, and it works out really well. So, Aaron, before we switch topics too much, did you ever show that GIF? I did. I played it. All right, because that is one of the rewards for collecting an entire group of mounts. Hmm. So it's a cute a, little thing. But when you say group, you mean like in, in a certain map or something? Yeah, in a certain okay. map, every single one. I can't remember which map. I hear it's great at parties, though. <laughs> and another quick thing about... I, I'm actually enjoying the low-level cap because I feel like... I have now explored the whole world as it's available to me. And if they keep unlocking zones slowly like this, I will stay current. Like, I will see everything, right, with the with the crowd. Whereas, if, let's say everything was there at once. I might miss a zone or two I will never go back to. Like, now, yeah. I feel like it's well-paced. It's it's a little on the slow side compared to other Korean games. But at the same time, I feel like I've thoroughly... And Sean, you mentioned this in the, our Aeon video. I feel like I've explored every corner of the, of the maps. That's good. I, oh, that's I good. A, I have a thorough understanding and and uh, experience of the the what are the highlands and the sea map in the game because I've I've been to every single point of it. So that's nice. I, I want to touch on another point too because you both you know I, as I watched Altai's uh, stream, I watched Matt's stream as well. I was I was just chatting there too while they were playing. I, I did notice there people a lot of people were interested in Rise of Rickers, and it seems like every time a new game comes out, there is a lot of hype, and it seems like almost like no matter what game it is, there is hype around it. And as Altai said earlier, there, I think there's a huge, huge underlying demand out there for like this new, greatest, great MMORPG. And I think that's one of the reasons people, so many people flock to a new game when it launches, because 
they're hoping to get that high again from like their their first game or the game they played like mm-hmm. for years and years on. And it seems like they can't find that high again, which is why they quit these games so quickly. And I'm curious, will there be anything that can like be the next wow or, or just be this next big thing to absorb all that hype? Because right now a lot of these Korean games aren't living up to that hype, which is why again the retention rate is so low. I don't think I don't think I don't think so. if, if it comes it will it will not come from Korea and I don't think Icarus will be that I think it's fun you might enjoy yourself you know you play with a few friends get to get to max level uh, which will be higher by the time open beta rolls around but it's not going to be something you you know you know you you form lasting guild friends with on you know like that you don't already know in real life or something I think the answer is no as well I think that uh, it's just way what you what you do find though is you find people who it's like it's like there's a whole bunch of puzzle pieces, right? Mm-hmm. They're all grouped together. Everyone's a puzzle piece, and they're looking for their game. And a, a, new game, a new game comes along, and their puzzle piece latches on, and they stick with the puzzle. They, they stick with the train. They move on. And, there's, and as time goes on, everyone will find something eventually, and then eventually they get bored again. But no one, not no one's ever gonna find something together at once, because now it's too much money to make a giant project, and even then, you'll never satisfy everybody, right? There's, you'll always find someone to hate. And since someone hates, someone else won't play. So, but you will find games that try and appeal to a niche, which I think is important. Is you like you'll find a game like Crowfall or Pantheon, mm-hmm. and these are games appealing to a smaller segment. So, if you appeal to every small segment, eventually everyone will find a game. So here's the thing: Icarus is a little different with the mounts, but it doesn't really shake things up, right? It's it's something you've been through. The grind is something you've been through. The classes are something mm-hmm. you've been through. The you know. If you've played any of these you know, Korean games before, whether it's Terra or whatever, you can pretty much, you know, map out your experience in Icarus. Like nothing's gonna really shock you too bad. Um, but there are some games in development that a little. Yeah, I'm actually eager to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that, that might shake I'm... things up a little. And uh, Mars got one for us. All right, uh, this is gonna be our segment. I'm not sure, again, I wasn't sure about the order, but this is gonna be our, our segment for hype game, hype me for this game. And uh, last week. Work in uh, Sean, pro- title, work in progress. Work in progress, work in progress. Last week, uh, Sean talked quite a bit about um, Crowfall. And That's this right. Week, I want to, I'm going to talk quite a bit about uh, Shards Online because Ooh, uh, it's it's a game that's I'm actually pretty excited for. Uh, I did a first look video a while ago in early alpha. It's actually currently in pre-alpha 3 right now. It was in pre-alpha as of November 2015, and it's got a pretty long runway till we actually hit real beta, which is in 2017, I believe. So it's got a while to go, but it's a, it's a sandbox game. It's being developed by a company called Citadel Studios, and it's being led by uh, Derek Brink, Brinkman. He was uh, he joined he worked on the Ultima Line team, and he became a lead engineer there. And in fact, if you look at the Citadel Studios staff, almost like half the people there had some connection to Ultima Line, and actually they're being advised by one of the co-founders of Mythic Entertainment. Whoa. So it's. It's a game that's clearly, clearly inspired by Ultima Line and all the features kind of show. And I know we were talking about, you know, you just mentioned, for example, that people people always find something to complain about. And I think what what um, what this game does quite well, Charge Online, is that I'm gonna focus. It, it doesn't it doesn't have a leveling system. It's going with a skill system similar to Ultima Line. So it, it's doing away with all that. But where it really, really shines and the most exciting aspect for me is the fact that players can actually make their own shards in the game. So they will actually be official shards held by the developers. They'll, they'll have like a simple like PV, like low-key PvE server. They'll have a full-on hardcore PvP server where there's full loot and you can kill anybody anywhere. They'll have a permadeath server. So there'll be a handful of official servers, but anyone can make their own server. 
and when, when, when a player makes their own server, they can customize it however they want. They can make even a sci-fi world within the game's like world-building tools. They can custom write their own scripts. So it's actually like a world-builder on top of a game. So what they're doing is making a base game and their own base servers, and then they're letting players do what they want with it. And I think because of that, you're going to get some great ideas out of that because what made a game like Warcraft 3 great for me wasn't what Blizzard created. Blizzard make a really fun RTS, but what made Warcraft 3 great for me was the map maker. And you played, like, tower defenses. You played Dota. You played uh, Ice Troll Tribes, all these crazy maps. Dragon Ball Z. You played all <laughs> DBZ Arena for, yeah. So it's going to be that within an MMORPG world. And I know this sounds very ambitious, but the beautiful thing about uh, Shards Online is that it's playable today. Like, some of the ideas are on paper, and it, there's a real roadmap to creating it. I know we talked about Chronicles of Illyria before. There's actually a similar feature in Chronicles of Illyria, and I think what Chronicles of Illyria is trying to do is really awesome too, and it's really hype. But I, it's hard for me to get hyped for that because it's not something I can play right now. And one example too is in Chronicles of Illyria, as well as this game, items will exist in the world. It's not just appears in your inventory. You can drop stuff on the floor and stuff, and it'll be there until somebody picks it up. And that same system applies in, uh, in Shards Online. Okay, so to me that sounded a lot like I guess a, a, a more expanded version of something like Neverwinter, where yeah. you know they had like a dungeon creator. Um, yeah, but it's a world creator. Yeah, exactly. Well, here I'm gonna throw something out there, and then I'm going to go on with better opinions. So I feel like if what you remember most about a game is the mods, the game has failed. No, no, no. That's completely not true. Warcraft Skyrim, yes. Dota, what about Skyrim, what about Dota? Warcraft Three. The, it's a different the, conversation. The most, the most thing, the thing I remember most about Skyrim is not the mods. The thing I remember most about Minecraft is not the mods. How about Warcraft the thing I remember 3? most about, I didn't play many mods, so that's not fair for right. me to opinionate. But anyways, I do, however, think that um, shards looks cool. Uh, I, I want to use their words to describe things, what the game is after. Go ahead. All right. I'll take this in because uh, the way that I, I I know I mentioned Ultima Online a lot and I, I can't imagine too many of you have played Ultima Online and the developer actually says because a lot of people haven't played Ultima Online this is the best way we describe it so they said take an open-ended moddable virtual world like Skyrim make it fully multiplayer and add in PvP and let players run their own servers like Minecraft and then connect those servers together so you can travel between them and that's what Charge Online is. So I'm curious. It sounds fantastic, but is there a limit to the size of the world? I imagine there must be some, yeah, that's some limit. Point. And I'm curious, you know, how how big can these shards be? Because um, normally, you know, an MMO on its own, one server is this huge world, or is this more going to be like a zone? And then Here's you'll find some zone. It's zone. actually pretty odd. Each each shard will have a, about a cap of about 64 players. And that, well, that's, that's about the minimum. Right now it's 64, but they, they're going to raise that, right? So each shard will only support 64 players at once, which kind of, again, it seems like an eye roller, like, or it's, it's nuts. You know, you don't have an MMO with 64 players. But luckily, because they're shards, the game is broken down to shards and clusters. So, you know, if like me, if I make my own shard, and let's say you, all of you make your own shards, right? And we actually put them in a cluster. And what clusters are are basically just a whole bunch of shards put together where my character you make on my shard can be played on a character on your shard. And it's basically a rule set we all agree on, and we put ah. our service together. Whoa. Yeah, your characters can move freely through them. Like, However, cool. a character you make on our realm, for example, can't be moved to a different 
uh, cluster because it wasn't made on that cluster. Yeah. So that allows multiple rule sets to exist. And I know Altai was, you know, he's saying you can't have, you shouldn't have rule sets in a modern game. Rule sets are silly, you know. No, no, but no. I think no, this no. It works this takes rule sets. It works really well here because everyone can make their own rule sets, and it just it opens the door for a lot of but, things. And I yeah. think this is the only MRPG that's actually like trying to build a world that's built on mods. And this kind of reminds me of Except you guys remember built on mods. You guys remember RPG Maker? This is like this is almost like an MMORPG Maker, but simplified. You know, like you got to use their assets, but still, you can, you can do your own, own scripting and stuff too. Yeah, you can. Get uh, exactly. You guys are overextending what it's for. Like, for example, the world itself is not built for mods. They allow you to build your own thing, but they're gonna have their own world that's gonna be completely yes. separate from all the other things. So that's that. That's a little disingenuous the way that you were describing it. That's the feature I'm most excited about and I think they did emphasize that quite a bit in their on yeah. their website that they want you to explore other worlds and I think they will run their own official servers multiple, their own multiple shards and uh, clusters too. They're going to have, you know, again permadeath mode, they're going to have their own PvP modes, they're going to have just PvE servers so they're going to run their own stuff too obviously and they create all the base assets and stuff and they want to create something great but I think they also realize that because they're a smaller studio, they only raise like 100,000 on Kickstarter, another 100,000 on their site, that they can't create like the perfect game themselves. So they're opening the door to a lot of I don't of think that's it at all. Also, can you, I, I think they had a different – I think you're always jumping to the they don't think they can do it or they think that they're they're being lazy. Or it's, it's always like something that makes the entire dev team like look a little bit below what they should. But – I think from the beginning they tried to just make something where people could customize it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And that's, I don't think it's because of any, like, any preconceptions about their abilities. I think they just wanted to make this. Well, that too. Yeah, well, right, of course. But, but, but they knew from the beginning that they would be kind of a smaller shop than like Blizzard. So. I, I don't think that's relevant. I do. Oh, Ima- I don't. I mean, imagine us four, right? Wanted to make a game project. Where would, should we aim for the next WoW? No, but that you know so. Our size alone would help mold our scope. Yeah, it, w- it would mold our vision because yeah. we'd be limited on our scope because of our size. And you can't create that fully but, featured. Yeah, but scope you know, is a lot part. bigger than you think it is. It, it is a big scope. I do agree it's a big scope. Uh, and I'm right, uh, somebody asked, so can you make your own quests and custom like towns and stuff? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's – Okay, it's, let me – Your own AI, your own monsters. Let me clarify. I'm an RPG maker. I'm calling it. You can do with this. I'm calling let it. Me, let me clarify. Okay, so basically the example that was given – because it's pretty cool, is that's way outside the scope of what they initially thought was possible. One guy um, took from mods. You know how when you die, you have the kind of like permanent wounds that affect things? Mm-hmm. In mods, some mods, they have that in one of the shard servers that somebody scripted. That's cool. Let people do all the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean... Also, gameplay-wise, like on the official server itself, I mean, it's doing a lot different than other MMORPGs, and it's because it's obviously inspired by Ultima Online, because of the you know because you don't you don't have these rigid classes or skill or, or you know classes, so you're not going to just have like warrior or mage. You have combinations like a warrior mage, a warrior thief, a mage thief, so you can you can customize yourself however you want. But obviously, that sounds way better than it actually is, because even in Ultima Online, you had a similar system, but there were very popular builds that most people would go anyway. Because it wouldn't make sense to like be decent at everything. You'd focus on like six, seven different skills, and like one skill in the game is called thievery, for example, inspired from the same thievery in Ultima Online. You can literally walk up to another player, open their inventory, and you can do all this while stealthing yes. so they can't see you. 
and literally take an item from their inventory and put it into your inventory. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah that you can do that. And That's if you do it in town, the chance the guards will kill you, but it, it's a really neat system that they let you do stuff like that. Finally. And I want to emphasize again, you said you cannot move characters between rule sets. I think it's a great idea because yes. I don't want someone, you know, farming the best stuff on, like, some easy PvE server and then just mm-hmm. jumping in PvP, you know, like, yeah, totally, totally, like, you know, maxed out. I am curious how many shards will be allowed in one cluster because, I mean, just imagine you, you could thousands. continue... About thousands. Uh, it will, the the, the <laughs> clusters themselves will support thousands of players. Thousands. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, so each, each chart is 64, but they said they're gonna they're gonna that's te- that's currently te- technical limitation, not a design one. They're gonna up it to like at least yeah. I think they want they want to tentatively up it to like 500, I think. Pretty good. And of course, following the footsteps of Ultima, one of the one of their marquee features is the housing system, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love housing in Ultima Online, and because housing will be persistent, you can put it basically anywhere you want in the world outside of town. And you can decorate decorate your house with the rare with the goods you find, stuff like that. I think it also brings apart like rare drops and like free to play games today could be like cosmetics and stuff. Like in Blade and Soul, rare drops are cosmetics. But in a game where items exist outside your inventory, you can find rare drops that are not just gear or cosmetics. You can like find a statue, for example, and put that statue on your house, and people walking by will see your house and like and you have this cool statue on your porch, right? And people are like, damn, that guy's got a big dick. He's got that cool-ass statue, you know? And it's another way to show off that's not like... It'll be different than other games. And it opens the door to that and allows you to do cool stuff like that. I did want to mention, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, this game is on Steam Greenlight, and it has been approved. It's been greenlit. I think it was just greenlit on June 23rd. So it will be coming to Steam, which, uh, big thumbs up for the Steam yeah. release. And uh, I know you guys are seeing what the game looks like now. It's not the prettiest game, but I actually think that's it's A-OK because I think too many MMORPGs flounder on, like, trying to push the envelope on graphics. Uh, it's it, it's not necessary for the genre, in my opinion. It's you know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is not like a... This is, I don't think MMORPGs should focus on graphics. And, and I think it's one of the reasons some of the older games did so well, like whether it's WoW when it came out or Ragnarok. Online because you do realize at the time they focused on graphics. WoW was not cutting edge when it came out, and it played on almost every PC. I know people who couldn't basically couldn't play things, you know, like anything but WoW. Like WoW was really pretty resource light when it came out. Did EverQuest two came out around the same time as WoW? Yeah. And EverQuest two really focused on graphics. I think I think EverQuest two looked more like tried to look more realistic, while WoW specifically went for that cartoony like look only because lower textures would still look okay on with with um. A cartoony look. Right. For the record, EverQuest 2 came out uh, like about 15 days or so before World of Warcraft. Okay. And graphically speaking, there was a big difference on visuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, EverQuest 2 was gorgeous, but nobody could run it on max settings at the time. It was like on the ultra settings that nobody could run. It was so, impossible. Like, it's like playing Crisis on max settings. You can't do it. So, uh, guys, Shards Online, MMOs.com server when it comes out. Open Why PvP. Cool. Open PvP. Uh, Kill Fest. Kill fast, that's think, what I like. Do you think it'll have that same kind of like impact? Maybe like it's the only MMORPG maker, and that alone, it's pretty exciting because I have more faith in just like people hacking together their own cool shit. Yeah. Okay. Than, like, I do have a word. It's not an MMORPG maker. I'm calling it. It is. You guys need to stop saying that because you, you like you can't use your own world right now. Use your own world. What do you okay, mean? the game like is you can't use your own assets. Let's mention that again. The game is going to beta in summer 2017. 
it's in pre-alpha, and this summer it's going to be in regular alpha. So there's still a while to go before this game is even like yeah. release. And of I course, wanna... hmm. oh, I have a worry, right? So we've been praising the game, but just thinking about how this is going to work, I'm worried that you'll have some rule sets that will prove, you know, and this just seems natural, that will prove, you know, immensely popular. Yeah. Everyone will flock to those clusters. And then you'll have maybe something that's innovative, but, you know, it's a little more niche, but it'll have a far smaller uh, player base on that cluster. And what I worry about, if the game can't generate a large enough player base, you know, like coming in swinging when it releases, Mm -hmm. you won't see... um, enough novelty and innovation in those clusters. People are just going to congregate because they're going to want to play with their people. That's so true. hopefully they, they, you know, Shards Online gets the press and, and it, it generates a lot of interest right away so that you get this established player base, people messing around, building their own worlds. Otherwise, you know, it's kind of going to be stagnant. So, um, yeah. you know, I mean, we're talking about it now. Uh, it does seem interesting. As long as I think as long as those systems are in place when it comes into early access or whenever that initial hype is in, mm-hmm. it'll be fine, but just don't release too early. And you'll be good. Yeah. The, the hype will burn you out. At least it's trying something different. Yeah, like, I can, like I there's can so much to be said for. And oh, I'm yeah. not saying it's promising totally. something different. It's actually doing something different, right? Like well, there is a raw different. copy in our hands, at least. It's playable, but you might. Like, we we we're praising the different elements, right? And like I was saying, the, the skill system is cool. The fact that you can persistent housing is cool. Amp system, but this is all based off of Ultima Online. Ultima Online pulled this off in 1997. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the what they're doing different is the, the the whole cluster elements and stuff like that, but like the core design elements, I'm gonna say they're not new. No, no, they're not new, but it's been so refreshing that I yes. mean it's, it's taken a long time to bring some of like those early golden age MMO concepts back, uh, and it's kind of sad that it takes these indie studios to bring it back, but at least they're finally coming back. Let's just hope, and I hope you know they do well, and mm-hmm. some of the bigger studios at least get some ideas from this. I wanted to log back into this uh, yesterday as I was reading about it more, but my, my account expired because I had like this one week account and I have to pledge to get it, which I'm, 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 I might I might throw in some bones just because I like the idea. Hmm. It's only like I'm gonna bucks. I'm gonna just stop you there for a second and I'm gonna be like, okay, you guys like to say golden age a lot, but I'm sorry, what have the stats shown? The well, stats have shown that they've been making more money than ever. Sure, sure, but the genre is bigger. Okay. Like the, the player base. Yeah, is but more that, people. if it were the golden age, it would have lasted. Well, it depends on what we mean by golden age. Uh, yeah, that's definitely. Uh, yeah, I think the you know the game design concepts. Golden age by definition is whenever things are making the most money. That's no. why it's called the golden age. No, I don't think that's true. The, gold, so like so a golden age of literature, literature, you know, it doesn't mean it's Harry Potter sales, right? It could just be quality coming out. You know, I don't think I don't I don't see that connotation. Yeah, but that's, 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 a, that's a technicality, though. <laughs> no, seriously, there's a reason it's called the Golden Age because there's much money. No, but I've seen that. Maybe, so, maybe so that's what we are living from. the Golden Age of gaming today because of Clash of Clans. So, and yeah, the yeah. Game Clash of Clans War, right? is the Golden Age of gaming. We're in the Golden Age of gaming because of these shitty mobile games. Is, is that is that what we're arguing? <laughs> yeah, I, you, I, I don't think it's with money necessarily. It's just output. It were the, creative, it's a creative output, I think. If it were the Golden Age. They would have been making them still. That's all I'm saying. That's not true. That's not true. I don't, uh, we, we can discuss. I, I, I do think that the genres evolved the way it did for reasons. I mean, some of us are. I mean, I know Altai and I are kind of stuck in this mentality of like this open world, this kind of gameplay where it can be more hardcore. 
But the, what this is doing right, I think, is it's it's allowing players to create the rule sets they like. I, I, I'm freely admitting that the what I liked in Ultima Online was not the most like the most optimal setup for money and players. People like the restriction on PvP in Ultima Online. When they introduced the Trammel facet, the game did explode in popularity even more. So clearly, you know, the hardcore PPers were not the majority of players in the game. So again, what I like isn't always what's most economical, and I'm, I'm free to admit that. I'm hoping what this game this game is able to capture both the PVE, the role players, the hardcore people, everybody at once because of its, you know, uh, shard system and cluster system. Mm-hmm. But again, that all remains to be seen. It's just nice that, like, all these ideas seem pretty grand, but it's cool that you can actually play it. You know, I, I don't like getting excited about games that aren't out yet, but at least you can wrap your hands around this one. Fair enough. And fair enough. Wrap your hands around its throat. Wrap my hands around its throat and just mm-hmm. slowly choke it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we unless we have any closing thoughts, I'm hoping to see Shards Online by summer winter? of 2017 for beta. Oh, 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 oh my god! Mind. So a year from now. Ah! <laughs> you have a big we'll you have a update coming it. in April though. Yeah, we'll all forget about it by then, but we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> they are releasing updates. The guy, you know, the founder of the company is actually pretty pretty active. He does a monthly community update every day. He actually, there was one earlier before the, before we started our stream. I was you know, listening to it a bit. So he, every month he's doing these community updates, and they have a they have a they have a, a road to release, and obviously that's flexible. But you know, summer of 2017 seems to be the the goal for beta. But it's funny they use like they words like pre alpha, pre alpha one, pre alpha two, pre alpha three, Ugh. and then alpha one, then alpha two. It's like pre pre alpha. All right, guys. <laughs> The hashtag of the podcast is Golden Age. What it means. Hashtag Golden Age. <laughs> People are discussing different Golden Ages. Like, I heard boxing. I heard the Netherlands Golden Age. So, it's interesting. <laughs> the conversation we've sparked here. We're in an MMOs.com Golden Age right now. <laughs> if this is the highest it's getting, then fuck that shit. <laughs> well, we do have 108 stream viewers, and I would say that is that is the Golden Age right now. Golden so age. Hashtag Golden Age. Peace boys. and prosperity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, this is the the time of the podcast, I think, where we will rally off interesting shenanigans of the week. Let's get that foul language out of there. And this I normally leave to Omer. I, I want to take it off. I want to start it off, but, of course. Yeah, there I we wanna, go. Thank I, I need to start it off. So, Oh, please. Speaking of Golden Ages, it seems the sun is set on Aria Games. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, why? Aria set. Games merged with Gaming Go, which it's is okay. It's over the horizon. And, but they're, they're firing 100 people, and there are rumors that Several of their projects no, the, the, are the going to be shutting down. Rumor. Okay, the, the whole thing's a rumor, but the golden the golden age of Aria Games, I think, has come and gone. Even Aria. even in today's form, even it doesn't get shut down. I remember Aria Games was like the portal, like it was the biggest portal for these free to play games yeah. coming from Korea. And can now, you name some Aria Games? It's a shadow of its former self. I remember back in the day, the big ones were like Twelve Sky. Um, Share. Uh, and this, these guys have literally released a game, and if it didn't do well, they dropped it in like a month. Like they weren't afraid. <laughs> they were not afraid to try like all these games. Like they, dozens of games must like come and gone on Aria over the years. Yeah. Here, I can give you a bunch of games. There you go. Alright, uh, there you go. Cool Aria shot. games. Boom. So by the way, if you guys don't know, Aria games. Aria. Uh, Aria games. Aria. They have Dragomon Hunter, Echo of Soul, Aura Kingdom, S4 League. Uh, you know, they do have some pretty recognizable titles if you are an avid MMORPG player. Uh, Twin Saga. Twin Saga we're still waiting on, right? So here's yeah, a, yeah. here's a, here's what I want to discuss real quick about Aria Games um, and the rumored 
closings. Yeah. It's not a rumor. The layoffs cannot be a rumor. Anytime there's a big merger, there's yeah. always layoffs. Yeah, there, there will be big layoffs. We don't know the number, right? But yes. the ballpark was 100. And 106. Okay. And there was uh, the, I, I do think this will lead to shutdowns. Okay, here's my prediction. Ready? The whole American branch, gone. Gone? The, wow. Gone. No, no. No, the, the American branch isn't going anywhere. Part of why they merged with Avrio was to expand oh. into the um, North American market. Oh, so Gaming Go wanted to come to America this way. Partially. Coming to America. Good movie. Go Coming to uh, – anyway, I, I think they're going to shut down that a lot of their movie. games. Because some of these games have been I, floating in here for way too long. Like, who's still so playing So name these? a few that you think might get shut down. Right, let's, for, go, uh, let's go down the list, boys. Go down the list, please. Let's let's go down this down is the list. fun. So, first of all, they don't even host some of these. They just kind of like co-publish some of these. Um, mm-hmm. AVA. Why is that still around? What is? Come on. Who's still playing AVA? <laughs> <laughs> I, I say S4 League will shut down. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's a fun game. I think it's a good game, but the player base is not there. And I'm not even sure if they're – are they hosting Digimon Masters or are they just co-hosting? I'm not sure. I think they're, they're hosting. Co-hosting. They're hosting. No, they're co-hosting. Joymax still hosting that then? Yeah, you get you get a registration thing that takes you through Joymax. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they publish Ragnarok online too. No, they co-publish it. Just, oh, like, they co-publish yeah. it. Okay, okay. I think yeah. interesting because I'm looking at the Joymax portal. They only have a uh, they only have Silk Road and Silk Road Online R on their homepage. I remember even like no Golden Age. Like, I remember Joymax was like a big portal too, but now there's only like one game on there. Gamescap is only one game. Yeah. All right, is it the golden age of these standalone portals? I think is uh is gone. It's gone. It's coming gone, boys. It's coming gone. We're now in the yeah, dark everybody's ages. self-hosting now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or they all gotta go better. Yeah. Scarlet Blade shut down. That was the death knell. Scarlet Blade went downhill. Down. Scarlet... Yeah, everything Scarlet... goes to hell. You know, the right. funny thing is, Scarlet Blade didn't shut down because it was unprofitable or anything like that. It shut down because Aria did not want to host a game where the developers weren't supporting it. But that's what they always say. No, they apparently hadn't had contact with the developers. Well, they'd had contact, but they hadn't fixed bugs that they'd been working on for, like, months and months. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're shutting it down. Yeah, I heard it was after a patch where, like, the patch was super buggy, and then they wouldn't fix it. But at that point, just roll back the patch, you know? Hmm. I don't think it was that simple. I mean, I know the issues came out after the after the patch. Like there was, And they actually cited that reason, too, if I remember correctly. Like, all right, in, in, interesting shit of the week. we got to keep it moving, guys. Here's um, a fun one. I wanted to bring one up, actually. Uh, Overwatch, because I was all playing right, a lot of Overwatch. Uh, competitive came out uh, last Tuesday, actually, during the podcast. Mm-hmm. I have played it quite a bit. My rank is not great. I'm 51, but it, I think it turns out 95% of players are between rank, uh, I think it's 25 to 60, 60, something like that. 39 61. 39 61? All right, okay, time so, to go get 38. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, there was actually an issue with Overwatch Competitive. On King of the Hill maps, points were not being allocated properly. Uh, it's a known bug. So what happened is if you won King of the Hill, you were getting a, a sliver of XP towards your next rank. But if you lost, you lost a full bar. Uh, so apparently Blizzard's working on adjusting it. So uh, it is a ton of fun. I've had fun in competitive. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up is that it's funny. Now that competitive is released, I take normal play far less serious. I'm all about yeah. screwing around in casual because there's no rank involved. And it's just like my whole psych- like psychology altered as soon as competitive came out. But having a ton of fun, 
uh, not taking this season seriously. Hopefully next season. But it is it is there great. Are some, there are some other issues too. I mean, right now the way ranked seems to work. Again, this is seems to work. If people have been read about this, is that the game is actually weighing your individual performance on your rating during mm-hmm. the placement game. So the problem with that is if you play a support or a tank, you will have less contribution numerically because of damage. Oh. So you will actually place lower. So I mean, a lot of people complain that, like, oh, this guy is like obviously the best one in our group, and he ranked like five points lower than everybody else, even though he's obviously better than us. And even pro teams have had their support players rank less, even though they all played together, because they played support for whatever reason. Yeah, that's rough. Though. I don't know how you're going to go around fixing that when you have, you know. You can't wait. What do, what do you have? It's very you simple. Do. Yeah, wins and losses. That's the only wins and show. losses. Every, well, every actually, other game does that. The only the only thing I don't like about that is I I want it to be performance somehow because no. I don't want to rely on my team. No, you can't do performance when it's not when it's not straight up like. No, I understand. I mean, I'm just saying. I feel I don't know how you would get around it and keep it performance. No I get no it. Way, Jose. Yeah, performance can't work, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But you know, unless you have, like support points, you stand near enough as Diva and block bullets, and you get a little point. I, I just know. don't want to have to rely on my team every single time for my uh. Uh, my ranking, like, we just played that MOBA Pirates Treasure Hunters today, and every single game, we had two levers on our team. Nice. Bucks. But, but if you play long enough, all the levers get averaged out. Assuming you're not the lever, statistically speaking, they're more likely to have the levers. Unless yeah, you but they already fuck up your I mean, you gotta play, so. like, a thousand games for that to actually be a thing. You can no, because, again, one out of five is, like, 20%. But like advantage on your side to have less levers. Mm. You only have four potential levers. They got five. I, potential I mean, I get levers. the math, but it's yeah. It can be discouraging if you only ten. It can. Be, I agree. It, it yeah. can be discouraging. I don't think there's a fix for it though. No, there's no fix. I think there's a fix. Ban anyone that leaves the game. <laughs> oh. You get disconnected. Ban. My my power went out. Ban. <laughs> no, there's a difference between disconnect and quitting. Like you can, like detect whether or not they like straight up cut off their connection or what. But, but I mean, what if I just unplug my then yeah, people will just start doing that then if they know. Yeah, it'll simulate like a blackout, and then boom, you can get you get around it. I, I know for example, Dota 2 actually did this as well. For their initial placement games, they weighed your individual performance and damage. So people just started playing Zeus on Smurf accounts, and they would just do their ultimate and get refresher stone to their ultimate like the second it was up, and they'd rack up damage and, and end up being a really high rating because they just abused the system. And, they, and obviously Valve backpedaled very quickly and just made it wins and losses to fix that. I suspect Overwatch will do the same thing, if they're you know already moving that way already. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Well, to keep the train going, we have some more interesting shiz of the week. Uh, Kickstarter. I think Omer want to take this away, but Kickstarter is not getting as much video game money as they have in the past. It seems less uh, people are donating far less money this past year to video game Kickstarter projects than I guess ever before. Um, I think Omer, I know Omer loves Kickstarter. But is, is it because, is it because like, la, I, I imagine last year, and this year even, a couple of big projects soak up all the Kickstarter yes, money. Yes, that's true. So, but, so but, right. stuff, but, like but it's still, it still says something that there's not as many, there's not any big projects right now, right? Because I think people are kind of fatigued. Like, how many Star Citizens can you fund $1,000 a week mm-hmm. for? You know, like... <laughs> you're out of money. Yeah, if, if you're like one of those hardcore Star Citizen funders right you've given thousands at this point you really can't afford to give another game on kickstarter that kind of investment i and you know it's funny we we've talked a lot about kickstarter projects i don't want to start talking about them now but we've seen a lot of them not meet their funding goal even if they were um 
you know, they're not, they're not crazy. It's not like $10 million or anything, but a lot of them do not, they don't meet their funding goal and they end up picking up uh, funding elsewhere. I mean, try, I'm trying to think of who left that 2D MMORPG. Um, Mighty number nine? Not Mighty number nine. <laughs> MMORPG. Oh, MMORPG. Uh, it's the Pixel one. The guy left his company after the Twitter fight. Oh, you're talking about um, oh. Hero's Song. No, you're talking about the, the Daybreak yeah, Next Guys. Yeah. Hero's Day Song. Hero's Song. Yeah. Hero's so Song. Even, <laughs> even I'm that. Say it again. <laughs> Thought it was interesting. Uh, I think I even know we've talked a lot about it. How Kickstarter, uh, you, Aaron, you said this before. People do get fatigued, and um, especially when projects don't deliver. Yeah. Mighty yep. Number no. uh, Nine was a big, a big disappointment. I saw a few videos. I haven't played it myself, but uh, it just seems the general sentiment is just a shrug. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like oh, that's what it was. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Just give us Mega Man. <laughs> but uh Yeah. Yeah, I think people people are figuring out the scam basically. Go to Kickstarter. <laughs> All right, next. No, people are people are figuring out that they're not getting what they want out of it. Not that it's a scam. It's not a scam. All right. I hate when people call Kickstarter a scam because most people aren't going to go into it thinking I'm never going to make this. They're going into it thinking this is a way for me to do what uh I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's intentionally trying to scam anyone. I mean, that'd be a pretty silly assumption to make. And I'll, I'll thought I was just being a little brazen, but all right, guys, let's move on. People then. will feel scammed if they fund something that doesn't happen, even though even though they they shouldn't have feel that way because it was a Kickstarter campaign to begin with. I mean, basically, if you're on Kickstarter, you're saying if we don't get the money, we're not gonna. Or if they get yeah. the money, they can't finish. If we if we don't get the money, we're not going to be able to do this. And if we get the money, we're not 100% sure that this budget is going to stretch as far as we need it to. I mean, that's basically what most of them say. I mean, to feel scammed yeah, is a little bit disingenuous. But people will still feel scammed, I think, whether 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 that was the terms and conditions or not. Like we can people agree to a contract. People will feel scammed if they buy something and it's 20 hours instead of 30. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, we've had the title. same discussion eight times. I'm not doing it again. Let's let's move on, boys. Let's move on. Here's uh, one, you guys. Here's a, here's a cheerful one. Here's a, I'm doing a cheerful one. Okay. After that, we gotta we gotta wash our mouths out. Uh, somebody made a VR version of Ragnarok Online, and uh, in the video that's playing here, you'll what? see. Uh, this dude walking around. What is it, Frontera? That actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like it's Frontera. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this, guys? I can't uh, imagine with the, game, <laughs> with the age of the game that that's even remotely like uh, immersive. It's gonna be so my, pixelated. My thoughts are, and this is my exact thoughts when I was thinking this or watching this. When I was thinking this. What the fuck? Watching this is nauseating. <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't want nauseating. He just no. Little... The way his head shakes while he's doing this, it's nauseating. It is straight up nauseating. Well, I'm guessing this is some kind of indie project by this one man guy, right? So I'm sure this talking all the bugs can be One fixed. man guy. He's guys. He's a man guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's man, guy. man guy. Man guy, dude. It's cute. It's cute. Man guy. Yeah, I don't think you can play like this, obviously, or anything. But it's cute. No, no. Mo- I want to see a move. I'm not seeing a move yet. I'm gonna skip. He ahead. goes to a field and he does combat uh, about really? nine minutes in. Okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me pop forward. He moves forward. by like clicking a button to go forward. You can see where the, the oh my line god, goes he's fighting that. What are these called? Yeah. Luffy's or something? These little yes, something like Lu- that. Luffy's or something. Luffy's? Luffy's? No. no. See the, the little fuzzy Wait. rabbit things. I mean, it's it's a nice little thing. It's never going to. No. It's never going to work. This is a fun project for sure, but it's it is cool, neat. Though. Cute. I think it looks too thing, much like Sword Art Online with the inventory, though. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I keep thinking of. It, this, um, 
This reminds me of uh, those passion projects we see, like with people remaking like the Zelda levels or whatever in uh, Unreal or the WoW maps. Mm-hmm. It's I cute. wish they worked. Yeah, Dude, go to 13 minutes in. Uh, he does. I know, Matt, you were saying he points to move, right? He does. He runs in place and he is moving. Yeah. That looks really cool, actually. I don't know how that works. That's interesting. No, it's teleporting. I see teleporting. But I think you look at a lot of VR games allow you to teleport and also move yeah. around. I've, I've oh, them. I see. Yeah, that's nauseating. Nope, that's nauseating. <laughs> there are people who do put on VR and they get sick uh, real quick. Hmm. Yeah, okay, see, there's a difference, though. When you have the helmet on, your head's moving with the camera, but that oh, that's nauseating. I don't feel nauseous, but I understand. I, yeah, I mean, it's still a cool project. You know what's neat? Oh, this is the type of stuff I like, and, you know, we've talked about uh, VR before, but to me, this just shows, you know, VR, unless you're an enthusiast, now is probably not the time, but uh, this, I love seeing this kind of stuff, and this is why I'm glad it's out in the market, because I hope to see more little passion projects like this. Uh, yeah. Kind of shows what what's in store for the future. All right, I want to grab this next one because I, I think it's pretty interesting actually. Take, take it away. Our RMORPG actually did a survey. I linked in you can show them the thing. Basically, they just pulled a bunch of users on RMORPG to see what their preferences were in MMORPGs. Uh, some of these answers are pretty interesting. Obviously, I think most of us could guess that uh, most people on there preferred Western MMOs. Or about half. Another most people, very few people preferred Eastern MMOs. A good portion didn't have a strong opinion either way. And for solo content versus, you know, group content, it's a pretty mixed bag across the board. You know, most people, uh, a lot, actually the majority, mo- the most people said they should be a mix of both, obviously. Uh, the one, the one I thought was most interesting was, should, M- should an MMO have a lot of grind? And actually the most popular answer was yes. Wow. It's a staple of an MMO and it's fun to grind for that epic gear exclamation mark. So most people voted that, yeah, that I was kind of surprised. Even the way it was worded. Shouldn't we have a lot of grind? Hmm. So I don't think we're ever going to escape that grind because I think people do associate that treadmill of grind as a part of the genre. But again, it wasn't overwhelming. Uh, yeah. 36% of polars said no grind is pa- uh, padding, keeping you from the fun stuff. And I think I'm in that camp now. My my take on that is look, grinding is fine. The problem that we have, and Sean, I think this is you too. You're tired mm-hmm. of the same old grind. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to kill boars. I don't want to heal the wounded NPCs on the floor. I don't want to douse the fires. I don't want to, you know, collect the little berry roots and hand it to the guy five feet away. I've done all that. So if you can come up with some other way for me to, you know, grind, I'm all for yeah, that. Yeah, well, I also don't want to gather the same five, like, weeds <laughs> over and over so Every that I can then gather quest. berries. That's you how know, it works. I'm talking about skill-based. You go hiking, you gather some grass, and then eventually you can pick those blueberries. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't, don't touch the blueberries until you're ready, though. Don't touch them yet. You touch them, you get a little shock. <laughs> uh, most people agree that MMO should be challenging, and I think despite like uh, despite what this is not you know a perfect representation of the. It's a know, terrible genre, representation. Yeah, the users that go on RMORPG are the more hardcore audience anyway. No, they're not the more hardcore. They are all of the disenfranchised. Yes, yeah, disenfranchised. disenfranchised. Okay. The hardcore disenfranchised. All right, oh, these guys are power God. players that just or, and people that like to whine usually. You can't be hardcore and disenfranchised because you, you're, you're so you're... you're so disenfranchised that you're hardcore about it. Yeah, right? yeah I like that. <laughs> and uh, I, well, I like this question. Um, what is your opinion on pay to win? But I don't really get the phrasing because the choices don't really have to do with. I get to assume yeah. cash shop means pay to win or free to play means pay to win. Yeah. So most people here prefer subscription, obviously, on this poll. <laughs> I love the last one. 
Read the, read the last choice out loud. I love using the opinion. cash shop and having my dollar translated into being better in game <laughs> for some odd reason. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like these, uh, these choices are a little biased. This would not hold these scrutiny are, like, on a political poll, right? National no, it's a Yale-conducted survey. There's no bias here. Oh, okay. I know one person who would check off that last one. I think people that answered uh, orange here. Um, I who love is one person? Joke. Yeah, I think it was uh, a YouTube, YouTube commenter. But anyway. Yeah, YouTube commenter. And can't be asked. It's arsed. It's arsed. <laughs> I thought the last one's fun too. Shouldn't MMO appeal to everyone or have a niche market? And it's pretty even. Thirty uh, percent says oh everyone. Thirty percent um, prefer when it appeals to one group. And um, I can have great so- verity. Yeah. Oh, oh! <laughs> the true principle or belief in the things that they do. I gotta so, say one thing though. This so this site that that's doing this surveyo. This looks really clean. I like. I like. Oh yeah, yeah. I really yeah. like this layout of the site and like the the way these this data is presented. Top top notch. Yeah. Niche, 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 niche. I was the most surprised by the amount of people open to grind actually, because I know like yeah. that seems to be the bane of most players. They just say like the grind is bad. You got to hold as I'll say, you hold your nose through a lot of it. But, and but I think people people are okay with the grind as long as it's. They got to mix it up, though. You, as you guys said, we've all picked the same berries. You all help those same NPCs by picking them up. Those are the stupidest quests, and games still have them. Yeah. If but, you guys uh, scroll to the bottom, by the way, there is a open, com, uh, open comments, and um, they're they're pretty silly, and they definitely exemplify the survey takers with answers like retardation, video games. Uh, Dick butt. So clearly we have some really <laughs> passionate people here. Pay to win equals cancer. Your mother. <laughs> I, I also want to say there are some conflicting answers. Like if you guys go number 14, does the end uh-huh. game justify the means when the early game is boring? And the overwhelming majority said, no, the game should be fun from the moment I pick it up to when end game comes, period. So people enjoy, they want grind that they can enjoy. Not just yeah. like tedium. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Niche. Bitch! Oh my god! I'm changing the rules. <laughs> I like what I've started. And uh, well, another question I found interesting: number twelve. What do you like better, action combat, tap targeting? Action combat takes a slight lead, but they're so close that I'm going to call it a tie. In terms yeah, of... yeah. So wow. that's interesting. There's a big. Div- I think that's the biggest divide in uh in the scene right now: action co- action oriented combat versus tap targeting. Yeah, but there are like still the biggest game, like the biggest MMORPGs are not like well, the, technically the biggest MMORPG is DFO and it is quote unquote action. Yeah. So in the West though, the biggest game is still WoW, and that's tap targeting. Uh, while we're here, I wanted to bring something up. Uh, moving on, mm-hmm. we we were lucky enough that the people at over at Artix who are working on Adventure Quest 3D, which is set to release very soon, and we have been giving out keys on the site uh, for early access to the game. Uh, we actually teamed up with them, and by teaming up, I mean they helped us out. They hooked us up with an in-game cape that wow. you can wear as long as you get one of the uh, keys. It has our logo on it. It's in a clean cerulean blue it's beautiful it has nothing to do with the site at all <laughs> it has everything to do with the site uh you get the cape and you are you get a little title that says big pimpin so we are going to be giving away some keys at the I end of the blue. podcast um so let me see if i get an image here i'll get that up so just as we've, we've never in our lives used the color blue anywhere doesn't matter 
doesn't matter. So what do you get with the giveaway again? You get access to the beta plus our cape, right? Yeah. Plus our cape. Awesome, awesome. The cape is key. Cape is key. And you know... The cape it, is the key. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, you can find it for us, actually. My browser is uh, goofing here. I actually did tweet it, though. Here you go. I'm, I'm putting it on the... It's in the podcast. Take a look at that cape. Take a look at that beautiful cape, boys. Mm. If you want if you want early access to uh, Adventure Quest 3D, you have to pay otherwise. If you're interested, just hang around after the podcast ends, and we'll hand out keys to... Uh, we have about 20... We have about 30 or so keys to give out to you guys, so I think most of you guys that want one will be able to get one, unless yeah. literally everybody here just really wants them. The game will be going to open beta for everyone to play on middle of the month, I think 15th or 16th. But if you get the cape, you can play right away. Has anyone had a chance to play? I think, Matt, you had a chance. You sat down with uh, Artix himself, right? Yeah, I did. There's uh, there's not much there right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are a few zones. You can do some questing. You can level to about 12. And there's just not much there. There's one, I think one full dungeon finally got added recently. But, I mean, they, other than that, they just had the kind of dungeon that they consider like just another zone that you go in and the, the boss respawns endlessly and it's an open world zone. Other people can go in there with you, but it's technically a dungeon. It's supposed but, to be a lot like Adventure Quest uh, Worlds is what I've heard, but obviously Worlds is still flat. I haven't played it myself, but I do have it Worlds is still flat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of content in there yet. It's going to be coming out soon, like just as they go. It, I mean, every other game they've done has had the benefit of literal years of mm-hmm. interesting like a lot of these older games are getting kind of like revamps i remember uh recently played runescape have you guys had a chance to play the new client no. runescape Is it no, because, no i have not I, I i have not but i'm planning to but speaking of revamps i wanted to bring up something we missed because i wasn't paying much attention or an interesting shit of the week i was just throwing in witty comments every now and then so ragnarok mobile is basically what we could have had if they had just revamped Ragnarok and made it 3D. I mean, Actually, it's really cool. It's supposed to stay pretty true to the original game, but it's only coming out in China. If it does really well there, I can I can imagine they'll, they'll launch over here in one way or another. I, I really it doubt cool. it'll ever come here. I, I doubt it. You, you don't think if it does well there, I think I think they'll they'll some other company I, will reach I, I out. Be like, okay, I, listen, I, I'm telling you right now, if the game is really good. I will reach out to them and say, listen, I'll give you X amount of money. Give me the license. Yeah, I'll give you $1. I'll give you $1. Okay. I'll, I'll, offer, I'll offer them something. It does look neat. I'm curious about the controls, though. Because... But again, if it does really well, some company, some entrepreneur, some guy who wants to make money will offer them something. It's going to be do it themselves, me. Maybe. It's going to be me. The thing but about Ragnarok was Ragnarok, I remember as a wizard, you had nine skills, and I was using... Six of them. So, oh, I see. I'm looking at the trailer, and you you can you do have a bunch of skills on your screen, but on a phone, I don't know. I got I got a big thumb. <laughs> it looks awesome, though. It does. It, it does. It looks really good. It looks yeah. surprisingly like a real MMORPG. It looks better yeah. than Ragnarok. That's because. <laughs> and I, I've told people this all the time. Mobile is just a platform. It it doesn't mean that there can't be real MMORPGs on there. Of course. It's just that not a lot of people make them. Yep. I really hate when people say stuff like, oh, it's a real MMORPG. Oh, it's actually graphically impressive. Well, duh. Because it can be. It's just nobody does it. But you have to design around mobile because the platform is different. I think our perception of they what an MMORPG is... They had to design around 
NSN64 because it was really underpowered compared to I'm, I'm not talking the, the screen size too. You need to design around a smaller screen size, and that really limits like what you can show at any given moment. Even I'm though it's concerned about sweet, you still have your big TV to play it on. Right. Controls are what always concern me because I I like having some type of tactile feedback, right? And uh, MMORPGs are notorious. Okay, but for me, I've tried playing a few games, and um, the ones I find that work best are the ones uh, where I'm not trying to press a whole bunch of different buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also where what's happening on screen, I can I can digest. Like, right now, I'm looking at the fight of Baphomet. Baphomet? It, you know, those fights got chaotic, so we shall, mm-hmm. we shall see how exactly. Maybe, maybe younger, maybe I'm just, you know, I put are, no, you're right though. I think because the games that do well on mobile are games that are just really work so really well with the with the size of the screen, the controls. Right. Like I downloaded Final Fantasy Exodus, a new mobile mm-hmm. uh, RPG, and what I noticed is instead of you know exploring the world and having the control stuff, it's just combat, combat, combat. But it, you know it works. It's the phone, right? And it's you know you can actually participate that way. So. We shall see. I'm kind of excited. So bring, bring it on over, China. Uh, we're not going to see it for a long bring time. It over. Yeah. And also, bring it on over. I'm also excited for Heroes of Incredible Tales, speaking of good-looking games on mobile. I saw that. Because it was a mobile game, I couldn't get excited. But, you know, again, if somebody tells me it's good, I'm gonna tr- I'll try it then. I was laughing because there's screenshots on the Google Play Store have John McClane as the name. <laughs> what? Look at the new trailer, the most recent trailer we got on here. You really don't know who John McClane is? I don't. I don't know Oh actors. my god, it's Die Hard. Come on. Come How on. How do you not know who John McClane, McClane is? That's, That's Bruce Willis. His name's John McClane in the movies. <laughs> okay. Omer doesn't know who John McClane is. I did enjoy, I did enjoy Die Hard. Did you I didn't see the new Samuel one, though, with the Vengeance, because I heard it was meh. Don't, don't watch that. Yeah, <laughs> the originals are where it's at. So I'm looking at the video for, uh, like, I'll show you the Heroes of Incredible Tales video. And, again, here's the problem. Mobile MRPG trailers always, they, they look cool. They, they always make them look cool, right? Oh, the premier action RPG. But, like, I'm I, I'm done listening to trailers, right? You can hide from trailers. You can only be disappointed. No, see, this one actually looks cool, though. Hold on. Let me go find it. I like uh, one of them. Not the trailer. No. Trailers always look cool. Like, I've seen, like, the worst games look good on trailer, all right? Now, here, here you go. This one's actual gameplay. They released an archer class, and here's actual gameplay. Let's take a look. Okay, I see somebody holding the controller. I'll believe it if I see somebody holding the controller. Or the phone. You can oh, see. like 10 seconds of the 40-second video or just the next logo? I'll skip ahead then. you got to skip to where they actually have gameplay. Yeah. All right, I got it. Oh, God, just seeing this interface for the gear... Reminds me of some of these Chinese games. I'm skipping ahead, though. Oh, three stars. The trailer looked way cooler. The trailer looked way cooler. <laughs> like, it's not even close. Well, of course, that's just basic gameplay. I mean, they, I think I think they they already have like adapters for like controllers or gamepads on mobile. I think if you open the door to those, it's gonna be, feel way more fluid. Now, this game, like, because you get those three stars, is this gonna be like an open world game or is it, like a stage based game that most 
like most of these are. It looks They're going to be stage-based. It's going to be stage-based. I still think it looks cool, though. They got a 1v1 PvP system. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty awesome. There's only a handful of Persistent World MMORPGs. I did do a video for the Forsaken World Mobile. Uh, do not recommend it unless you're willing to spend uh, 150, $166,000 to get VIP level 10. I don't know who's going to do it, but apparently that's how much you got to spend to get VIP level 10 in that game. Guaranteed at least one guy did it. Like, what does your life become if you spend that kind of money? Oh, hopefully it's already successful. <laughs> <laughs> so those are you climbing this uh, this tower, doing these levels. I, I, don't, I was never a fan of that, that kind of progression where you beat one level, you get the... Because the, I, I associate that with Candy Crush. Because that's the game that like, I've seen do that with the with the three star system, and a lot of mobile games do it too. RPGs, hero collectors, all of those. All right. Well, we'll talk about uh, mobile. So, just on anything else you guys want to bring up? I think that is a good sign that we are exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything else? I don't think it's a good sign that we're exhausted at all. I do. And mobile we have mobile games on our site. Alright. I, I, I agree with all that. Let's go. Alright, well, that is it for this we'll, week, we'll, we'll, continue, we'll continue on the, the after show. If you guys want... After show. If you guys want a shot at some keys for Adventure Quest 3D plus Arcade, stick around. We'll do some kind of way to give them away. We meant Arcade plus Adventure Quest 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah. We gotta... Sorry. You get right, both. Boys. You get both, boys. Take it easy. See ya. See you guys. Peace.